Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney II, um, and- Andy Weidel, and uh, Dan Colbert, and the rest of the Steelers front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 2023 and beyond now, a roster that finished 9 and 8 in season 2022 a roster that we're hoping can push and compete for a seventh Lombardi trophy. And, you know, if, if you're still a Steeler fan, you watch the first round of the playoffs um, this week, you probably think the Steelers are a good shot with a few um, key picks in the draft, a good free agency, um, that we're a real shot at really improving things. So on today's show, we're going to play a little game called Keep, Consider, and Cut. So there's going to be a lot of uh, you know, talk as we move into the free agency period. We're going to see new deals. I mean, we saw Anthony Miller sign a contract um in the last sort of 24 hours as well. Um, but by the time this goes to air, it might have been 48 hours. And we're going to see a bunch of different movements. Uh, we saw the glue picked up by the Titans. Um, that's fairly breaking. It's probably something on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers there. We had a bunch of guys sign, you know, those futures contracts. Um, and, and so the Steelers... You know, there's some sort of roster trying to, you know, starting to take take shape right now. There's 56 players currently um, on the roster, according to Over the Cap. In today's uh, show, we're going to be looking at all things Over the Cap. Um, I prefer them to uh, spot rack or spot track. People say it differently. I just I just kind of go Over the Cap. I like their numbers. I like their breakdowns first. Um, spot rack as well. Yeah, spot rack, um, you know, they, they often get things up. Uh, sometimes they get them earlier, but they're not always right and they don't consider the full contract term. So I personally like over the cap. I'd rather rather wait for over the cap to put it up um, rather than get something wrong. So we're going to play as say, keep, consider cut. Now, we're going to look at, obviously, all the Steelers players. We're going to look at the free agents guys that are coming off um, and we're going to look at what some of their current roster looks like. So going to be a pretty interesting show. I thought I'd do it now because we're going to hear a lot of different things. We're going to see different different teams make moves. And kind of people want to know where the Steelers are sitting in terms of like salary cap. Now, as you see it right now, uh, the salary cap, there's like one, it's kind of funny with over the cap. I don't think they've taken everything um, completely into the account here. I think there's a bit of a gap. But currently the top 51 is 221 million. Total cap liabilities are 230. Team cap space is 1.6 million. Um, next year for 2023, the offense 87 million. The defense 130 million. Um, dead money is uh, 5.9 million. It's almost 6 million. 4.8, almost 4.8 of that is sitting with there with step on to it. You might have seen these numbers. I know that there's a couple of other, um, you know, Chris Carter's talked about them um, as part of his Pittsburgh Post Gazette um, or Locked On. Um, I know Arthur Modes briefly mentioned one of these recently as well. So on one of the different things he appeared on, it might've been them together. Anyway, as the Steel fans, you probably heard about that 5 million mark. I know it's me mentioned by a couple of my BTSC colleagues as well. Uh, so in looking at that, the Steelers, you know, there's some moves they can make quite quickly. Now, William Jackson, the, the, the third, there's $12 million in cap just in him. There's You can restructure TJ Watt. You know, you can play with Minka's contract. I don't think they will. You could play with Deontay. You could trade Deontay. They're not going to cut him, but you could maybe you trade him. Um, we'll get onto more a little bit about that. Some people don't think they're going to bring back Miles Jack um, because it can save $8 million there. 
I don't think they're going to do, um, they're going to keep a Keller with a spoon around. So needless to say, there's a lot of cap that being created. So that got me thinking, look, why don't we play a bit of a game of keep, consider, or cut? Now, in the consider phase, I will caveat before we get going, uh, that in the consider phase, it, we might have considering a trade. We might consider keeping them. Um, but I, I kind of put who I'd cut if I was going to cut someone. So to give you an idea of where we're starting right now, TJ Watt, Cameron Haywood, Minka Fitzpatrick, Deontay Johnson, and Chooks, William Jackson, the third, uh, are kind of the top, um, before we then get to Miles Jack, um, James Daniels, Mitch Trubisky, then anyone basically Mitch Trubisky and above that I listed there, they have a cap million above, above 10 million, above 10 million. But if you, those that are 12 million, um, which is William Jackson, the third, Chooks, Deontay Johnson, Minka, Cam, and TJ, they are the top six most that are paid stealers. So really, if you're going to do anything, they're the guys you're kind of focusing on because that's where you're going to get the cap savings, um, you know, predominantly that are going to allow you to get a shutdown corner, a key offensive lineman. So that's kind of how I've focused um, the game of keep, cut, consider. And then I really looked at the free agents as well. So we'll be able to tell you what I did with them. I did do a mandatory re-signing of Anthony Miller. I hadn't seen his contracts not yet on over the cap, as I said, start the show. I don't, I don't uh, trust all over the cap. But so what I did do is I gave him a one year, um, one year deal at one point zero one million, which is what the minimum it, over the cap was spitting out back at me. So he he's on a he's on a, a minimum contract deal. So I did do that to reflect a, a change they'd already um, or or a move they'd already made. All right, so let's start with TJ Watt. The first thing we did with TJ Watt is we restructured his contract down uh from i moved him so currently in 2023 um all things being equal he has a base salary of 20 million a pro rider bonus of 9 million i restructured that contract giving him a base salary of 2 million and a pro rider bonus of 15.368 million um so that created our cap savings of about 12 million i then did the same thing for cameron haywood so cameron haywood uh, currently has a base salary of 15.85 million, her out a bonus of 6.4 million. I will cap, and so that gives him a cap number of 22.25 million. I don't think Cam's right going anywhere. I don't want Cam to go anywhere. So I restructured his contract, um, to make it a little bit friendly for the Steelers, manage that hit as well. If he was to retire, um, you know, they, if the Steelers technically probably would spread that out over in more years trying to avoid things, um, you know, there, there are some things you can manipulate that number with, but basically, I restructured his contract, um, bring it down to 19 million. So we only saved about 3 million there, but 3 million helps you in what you want to do. Uh, and we moved him to uh, a base salary of 11 million and a pro rider bonus of 8 million um, from there. So so we're just, moved, we're just shifting little things around, but we're creating money in the cap number for 2023. All right. I then left... Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick alone. I thought his deal, given what he just signed, they probably don't really want to play for that, pay, like, um, play with that around. The only thing I'd consider doing is extending it by a year. Uh, but I, you know, I think knowing the steel is and being reasonable about moves, like, we could make a move in every single person. I don't want to do that. I want to be, you know, so let's take this seriously. Uh, no Matty Peverell 15 round mock drafts. All right. So moving on to Deontay Johnson. Now, 
consider this. Uh, obviously, I'm not basing this on the fact he didn't get a touchdown. I think, you know, he had a good number of receptions, a decent amount of yards. I just don't think he's worth $15 million a year, uh, particularly if the Steelers do to do something like draft a Jordan Addison. I wonder, like, if in a compete now team, a win now team, the sort of team that would want to bring him on board. Like if the Giants try and, depending on how they go, they try and run things back. I could see him being a cool target for for Daniel Jones. Um, so I I had him as consider a trade. Now if they trade him, they'll have dead money of five point eight three million, but they'll save ten million. Again, if you look at Deontay Johnson's production, could we could we draft another wide receiver? Uh, you know, and and maybe it is a Jordan Addison or it's someone else. Could you go get a veteran for four or five million? Could you bring back a Juju for, let's say, nine million on a multi-year deal, like paying later on, and then save some money there? I, I just, I just wonder with Deontay. So I had him in the consider. He's in, he's in the consider category. I left Chukes because I don't think you can really touch. I don't really want to touch that deal right now. I think he proved that he, he he's good there, and I think left tackle is more of a concern. I then had Cut William Jackson the third. Uh, saving us $12 million. Part of me thought, look, we could consider trading him because we don't owe him any bonus money. But I just thought that you make that card, he's 31, get that cap available so you can start making moves. I then cut Miles Jack. Now, personally, I don't think it, I, you know, I, I'm open to bringing back Miles next year, you know, particularly if he's going to be that third um, linebacker. But there are some guys coming off contract. So if if certain guys do become available like a Tremaine Edmonds, for example, you know, there's a few other guys around the league um, as well. You never know what sort of cuts are going to happen as you know, too. I kind of, you know, I, I don't think bringing back Miles Jack is going to be the worst thing, you know, the Steelers can do. Um, but, but for the sake of, of, of this exercise, I did choose to cut him. Now that gives you a dead money uh, hit of 3.25 million saves you 8 million. So we're getting some savings here, and I'll give you what those look like in a moment. But we're getting we're getting sort of we've had eight million uh, saving from Miles Jack. We've had twelve million from William Jackson. That's like twenty seven million. Um, sorry, yeah, that's twenty million. Sorry. Uh, then we've got Cameron Haywood saving seven million. TJ Watt. So we've created like thirty nine million in cap space right now. Right, we've gone from one mil- one point six million to thirty nine million in cap space. Pretty cool. We then go and cut. Oh, sorry, we then go and trade Mitchell Jabriskie. Now, that gives us a dead money hit of $2.6 million, gives us a cap saving of $8 million. That's you, you do that every day of the week, right? Find out someone else that wants to be the backup, even if you brought back a Mason Rudolph. I, I can tell you now, I did not do that for the sake of this exercise. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think when it comes to Mitch, um, you know, he's, he's moving on. Uh, I don't think they'd cut him. It doesn't make sense. You'll get something for him. Even if you got a, a fifth or a sixth, fine. All right, when they get to Akella Witherspoon, I cut him as well. Uh, as I sort of previewed that earlier in the show, that gave us a, a, a dead money hit of $1.4 million, uh, but gave us a cap saving of $4 million. So we create another $12 million um, on top of the $39 million that we had before. So we've got $51 million there, so that's pretty cool. Uh, kept Levi Wallace, who's next on the list. Kept Najee, of course. When Travis Adams, I had trade. Uh, look, I don't mind if they consider keeping Montrevious Adams, but his cap number, you know, is only 7.32 million. Um, you can move him on. You'll save yourself two and a half million. So uh, that, again, that could be really helpful money that land. That's the difference between a 1B or 2A corner. And um, it might be the difference between getting a, you know, if it's a 2A, you get a 1B, 1B, it might even get you a 1A corner on a couple of your deals. So, uh, you know, 
I, I think with Wormley out, um, and you know, I will preface that I didn't bring him back. You know, you probably want to keep, and and a while ago, you probably want to keep Montrevis Adams. But you know, if, if another team came to me with a decent offer on draft day, I, I take it. Then we'll get to Highsmith in part two because I looked at what we could do with him. Um, but Gunner, a cut saving us two million, only giving us a hit of six hundred seventeen thousand. I cut Miles Killebrew as well because he was thirty. If they keep him, fine, but I wanted to create $2 million in cap savings there. Um, there's plenty of other guys who can do things on special teams, in my opinion. I also caught uh, Amike Igbule, uh, saving us one minute, saving steals $1 million, and I caught Elijah Riley as well for $1 million. Now, they probably won't do that with Elijah Riley, but that's just what I choose to, chose to do. I thought they could get younger there. Um you know what? You know what? Maybe we'll, we'll undo that one because they're probably not gonna. I'm probably gonna keep him around. Um, now I say that, I'll wake up tomorrow morning after I file the podcast, and he will have been cut anyway. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll actually not cut him. We'll keep him in the mix. I then made no further changes in terms of cuts to the roster uh, because I think everyone else we're talking that they're on a million dollar salary or less. That's really good value. I don't really see the Steelers, you know, th- those cuts aren't going to give us a cap, which is going to, the purpose of this keep, consider cut exercise. That's not going to give us cap um, that allows this team to get much better and, and get three or four extra wins um, in 2023. But with that, we're going to go break to, to a break on Steelers War Room. Join me for part two. We're going to look at the free agents that I chose to keep in the mix for the Steelers. And also, let's see what we might be able to do. I'm going to do this live on the show uh, with Alex Highsmith to keep him around a little bit longer. And we're back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host this week, the show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Andy Weidel, uh, Dan Colbert, Arbery the second, and the rest of the Steelers front office as they look to put together a winning roster in season 2023. They did have wins in 2023 um, as part of season 22, but we want to see them compete for a seventh Lombardi trophy in season 2023. So part one of this show where we talked about keep, consider cut. We talked about all the players. Um, that, are, that are currently on the roster there, not the free agents. We had a couple of considerate or three considerations for a trade. We had, I think it was five cuts. Um, yeah, five cuts overall. And we had two contract um, restructures as well. So a bit of movement there when you think about it. So sort of 10 players out of the out of the 56 um, that, are, that, are, that are being brought in. Now, we're going to talk about Steelers free agents. I could have talked about, uh, brought in some external free agents as well, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep this strictly to what players that we saw in 2022. So the first priority free agent that I went after, and remember, I, I did put and, uh, Anthony Miller in there um, because still has already done it. But the first priority free agent I went after uh, was actually the youngest guy um, uh, along with Stephen Sims. He, he's 26 as well, but I went after Terrell Edmonds. But like, let's pair Minker up with him. So Terrell Edmonds, uh, I wanted to re-sign him. That was that was my first point of call. My first point of call um, with the fifty plus million in cap we'd created. So what we did is we signed him for twenty twenty three 
on a base salary of 5 million, pro rider bonus of 1.6 million, giving them a cap number of 6.6. Now, what I did actually, if you look at it, um, and this is a lot more than the 2.357 million year this year, but I think the Steelers need to solidify this, and I think another team could come after him. They can get away with less, great. But I put him on a four year deal um, where he had um, $5.5 million uh, salary in year one, 5.5 in year two, 5.8 in year three, 6.2 in year four. Now, I didn't want to play around with roster bonuses, but I, I would. If I was if I was Omar Khan, I'd be looking at roster bonuses um, in, in year three and year four and, and playing the game that way um, as well. And so with Terrell Edmonds to say you got that pro rider bonus of 1.6. Um, so over over the four years, uh, so that's basically he's getting a bonus over the four years of, of 6.4 million, but that's pro rider over the four. So that's what we did. That was the first priority free agent. The next priority free agent in my mind. Um, oh, I, I should say as well, we, yeah, so he wasn't always the priority, but Marky D, my co-host of Steelers Touchdown Down Under, uh, Marky D would be happy with this. I restrained Christian Kunance, um, or Christian Kunz. He has, he's in an, um, exclusive rights free agent for 914,000, uh, or 940,000, sorry. We brought him back so the Steelers didn't have to solve a long snapper issue. Um, so yeah, we, we brought him back too, but the next actual free agent that we were paying for in the open market that I focused on bringing back, um, was Robert Spillane. So Robert Spillane, Spilly, we brought him back on a two year deal because he's 28, um, for 3.2 million the first year, 3.6 the next year and a 700 K, um, roster bonus each year for 1.4 million. So he's got a cap hit of 3.9 million. Now I wanted to really pay him under three and I wanted to go a bigger bonus, but I looked at his number, um, you know, previously and what he was getting paid. And I kind of was like, well, he's going to want to, someone else will offer with the the season he had, someone else will offer him more than that. We don't want to lose out for the sake of four or 500,000, particularly if while we are going to move on miles, Jack, Um, I think that that, that makes sense to keep Robert Spillane. So that's why Spilly stayed on. I like him for another two years. Do I think, uh, would I sign him to a four-year deal? I wouldn't. Um, that's just the way that goes. So yeah, excited to bring back Spilly on that deal. The next guy I actually wanted to bring back, um, you know, keen on Ogan Joby, but it, we might want, he won't want to test the waters. He's probably Steven Sims. So brought Steven Sims back on a $1.8 million deal and a 500K roster bonus. Um, I thought that was helpful to wide receivers, particularly if we were trading Deontay Johnson. Um, and if we kept Matt Canada as well. I then decided to bring back Larry O. Now, I'd be interested to see what happens with Larry O. I did this a little bit nervously um, because I kind of felt with Larry O, like 29 injury history. So I brought him back on a two-year deal, $1.2 million bonus, $7 million in year one or 2023, $7.8 million in 2024. Um, so that basically gave Lario a cap hit this year of $8.2 million, which was, I think, slightly under by 300000 his other deal that he signed this year. Um, but with that, you know, the difference the difference for Lario um, is that essentially, like, he, you, you know, he had injuries. Um, and in this, this way, we're giving him a two-year deal. So that, that was the caveat there. I then brought Dave Monte Casey back as well. I uh, wanted to bring Casey back on a, t- we brought him back on a one year deal because he's over 30. 
uh, $2.4 million with a 500K performance bonus for three interceptions. Uh, now, I looked at wanting to pay him like flat two, play around with that, but I think you're going to have to get closer toward three uh, to bring that, you know, DeMonte Casey. I think other teams are going to offer him that. So right now we've signed four, five, six, um, seven of the Steelers' free agents at the moment. I then brought back Zach Gentry. Now, I was a little bit reluctant to do this, but I think the blocking helps. I brought him back on a two-year deal, 980K in the first year, 1.180 or 1,180,000 in year two, and a bonus of 190K in um, uh, each year for a bonus of 380K across two. That was a little bit like, you know, I think he had bonuses of like 37 to 40 grand in his previous deal. Wanted to give him a little bit there, keep him. Um, very cuttable if the Steelers don't don't think he's worth that 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 the tight end spot. I also brought back JC Hassenhauer. Now, me personally, I haven't been the biggest fan of him, but he's a depth piece at center for the Steelers, knows the team. He's a restricted free agent as well. Um, I brought back JC on a one-year deal worth $1.01 million, which was kind of the minimum that it spat back at me as well. So I mean for that minimum um this year. So that was all the moves I made, which meant that Jameer Jones, Marcus Allen, Derek Watt. Yes, I didn't bring back Derek Watt. Jeremy Mink Nichols, Benny Snell, although I think Jeremy Mink and Mick Nichols, they might be find a way to keep, um, bring him back in on the practice squad. But uh, Benny Snell, James Pierre, Mason Rudolph, Miles Boykin, Tyson Olalu, Trent Scott, Carl Joseph, Chris Wormley, Malik Reed, and Devin Bush all left the Steelers. All left the Steelers. I would say... Um, so, I mean, they're not cut. We considered them. They're not coming back. Now, I would say with Devin Bush, I could see them having a situation of what happened with Terrell last year, uh, Terrell Edmonds, where he goes season mark, doesn't like anything. The Steelers offer him a much cheaper deal. Fine. I'm, I'm not I'm not against that. But, uh, you know, you can't re-sign everyone. Um, and as I say, we brought back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players out of the Steelers free agent. So so that's pretty substantial as well. The other thing we did, despite bringing back those 10 free agents, because of all the moves that we pretty much talked about in part one of the show, we created $45.7 million in roster space. That's a lot of money to do things with. Now you do need money in your rookie class, but that's pretty minimal with the whole, the way the top 51 and the 53 and the cap work. But, you know, you're still restructuring TJ and Cam, which I think are pretty pretty reasonable. You're still trading off Deontay seven year ten million. Um, that might be a little bit less likely. Um, so and so like it's it's kind of a little bit. You know, the Steelers may do all these moves and then have like twenty five to thirty million. But if they went down my route, I want to play devil's advocate to close out the show. They went down this route, then we have an opportunity, I think, to extend. Alex Highsmith. Now, that begs the question, well, how long are we going to extend Alex Highsmith? Because he's he's in the last year of his rookie deal. And B, how much is that going to cost you? So I was thinking a four-year deal, a four-year deal. Now, I looked at a team with a similar player in terms of sacks who signed a big deal um, in the last offseason. And that was... Or before season 2022. Um, and that was, yeah, for season 2022, I should say, is, is a better way to put it. Um, and that is 
Josh Sweat over at uh, the Eagles because basically I had a, I had a nice deep look through all the edge guys, and obviously it's harder because over the cap don't do differentiate between a three four and a four three scheme, so you're dealing with ends as well here, and obviously some of the ends, the top ends are making more money. Um, but Josh Sweat felt like a good comparison, uh, particularly with the average um, guaranteed per year. Uh, I thought with him, you know, I, I just because of the similar sacks. Now, I actually think Highsmith will, will need more than that, and particularly when you've got a Hassan Reddick um, getting an average, you know, guaranteed of $10 million a year. I think that kind of changes the game as well. But let's look at what the steals are available. I've said we've got $46 million. Um, So if we look at TJ Watt's contract before I restructured him, <laughs> mind you, he's got a deal in 2024-2025 that is spread out, that is bonus of $9 million, um, and a base salary of $20 million. So we're going to give him a signing bonus of $20.4 million, um, spread out over four additional years after his final rookie deal next year, but we can get, hit him with the pro rata bonus next year. We're then going to give him um, a base salary of $9 million uh, in 2024, then a base salary of $9.8 million in 2025, so that's $18.8 million. Then we're going to give him a base salary of $10.6 million um, in 2026. Uh, so that brings it to uh, $29.4 million. And then we're going to add in $11.4 million for 2027. Now, they, they probably would give him a non um, like a, a roster bonus then. Um, but anyway, so that 29.4 then becomes a $40.8 million in contract plus a $20.4 million bonus. So that's a $60 million um, over four years. So that brings him to about 15 million a year, which, you know, top edge rusher um, in this league. And particularly if you're going to have Cam coming off contract in the next few years, that's really helpful for them. They lock up Alex Highsmith um, well in through 2027. So if we transact that, um, it gives him a cap number of 7 million um, in 2023. So we've renegotiated Alex Highsmith for $7 million and that brings the Steelers' cap number back down to $41 million. And $41 million gives them a lot of space to make some moves. Um, so I guess that wraps up what I wanted to talk through on this week's Steelers' war room with a little game of keep, consider, cut. What I what I really want Steelers fans to take out of this show this week is that really the Steelers have got moves they can make. There's guys they can bring back. They can bring back some of the best performers um, from the from that from this year's um, team that are now going to be free free agents in 2023. They can bring back a guy like Highsmith. They can make some real moves here. I would say the one guy I left out to consider. I'd be open to to, to offers for Dotson, um, particularly if you are going to upgrade the left side of the line. Um, but again, he's someone that you know if he was your backup guard, you know going into season 2023, you'd be pretty happy about that at the same time. So. Um, I know he had a better end to the season, but it's just, is, is he a guy that's going to help um, keep Kenny Pickett upright game in, game out, and be cohesive on the line? And I think we, we, we that's still not a given um, when it comes to Kevin Dotson. But with that, we're going to wrap up this week's Steelers War Room. There's a bunch of cool shows coming out on this week, uh, this week at BTSC, particularly around the draft with um, Jeremy Betts and Andrew Wilbar. Stay tuned for those. Uh, stay tuned for all our shows. I look forward to talking to you guys again this week on Steelers Touch Down Under. But with that, as always, go Steelers!